This isn't for your eyes. Welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Groovy Ghoulies podcast. I am always Mr. Reese Griffiths and I am joined as always by Mr. David White. Hello. Uh, today is a special episode. It's <laughs> episode 16. Um, and instead of talking about two Hellraiser films, we're going to talk about three Hellraiser films. Aren't you lucky? You lucky sons of bitches. Um, this kind of come about because I ballsed up a little bit. In as much as I bought a box set that had four Hellraiser films, I assumed they were in the right order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But alas, they were not. There was one missing, and it wasn't the good one that was well, missing. Tax conversation this morning went, Hey man, have you watched both films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, cool. I, need, I just need to watch Hellseeker. I said, I just need to watch Hellseeker today because I watched Dead last night. Oh, is Dead the next one? Yeah, I watched Hellseeker and Hellworld last night. Oh, yeah. the, uh, mad rush to watch Deader today. Yeah, so th- because then Griffith already seen Hellworld, I thought might, we might as well put these two, these three films in one episode. And then the next episode we can talk about the two Gary Tunnicliffe films, uh, Judgment and Revelations. I want to say. I'm going to go with yes, considering I didn't know the they went in in the first place. I'll just, yeah, yeah, sounds right. I mean, after this one, we've only got two left, so that can only be a good thing, surely. Yeah, we can, yeah. And, I mean, thinking about the box set you have that misses out Dedder, after watching Dedder, I can't see why they didn't yeah, put it. Yeah, I can totally see why. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that in a bit. So, uh, first up, we will do the usual uh, chatty bitches thing. And uh, yeah, what have you been up to, Dave? Anything exciting? Um, not like exciting, really. I've been playing a shitload of Path of Exile. Nice, good. Heard of it? I've heard of it. I've seen yeah. bits of it. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, well, in the absence of a new Diablo, then yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> What's so the... it's pretty much Diablo three, but the ability system is sort of slightly switched up a bit, and it's linked to gems rather than you don't sort of access new abilities through leveling up you just right. have gems from the get go and then you can sort of swap, swap them out assign yeah, yeah yeah it's pretty good that's cool leaves you a bit more open to yeah. customising yeah definitely and I also started playing the um, Borderlands 2 DLC that came out around the same time as E3 right the tie in with 3 is I it? guess it must be a little yeah, bit yeah. Of, yeah I downloaded that I saw that yeah because it's free with Playstation Plus this month I thought it was free anyway the Borderlands Handsome Jack collection so ah, it's free okay, this yeah. month right okay um, of course, I bought it like 
the week before he was free. <laughs> yeah, I bought a lot of Fucking yeah. bastards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I myself, man. Well, I can keep a sealed copy now, and then, you know, in 50 years' time, it might be worth some money. <laughs> when I it's mean, retro. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, the, the PS5 is probably not going to be that backwards compatible. Mm. And I'm guessing the PS fucking 8 isn't going to play PS4 games anymore. Well, Sony's on, right? They're not sure if the PS5 is going to be the last one. Last I think really? they heard. Yeah, they were like, uh, yeah, we're not sure if we're done with this. We've like dominated the market so long. We don't need to know if we're going to bother We're doing so well. We don't need any more money. <laughs> yeah. We need any more money from <laughs> yeah. consoles. It's just not worth the time and effort. But, I mean, the PlayStation is my favourite console. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, they can't leave it to Microsoft because I'm not a big fan of Xbox One. I, mean, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do next. They did... E3, they announced, yeah, no PlayStation. Xbox announced new Xbox, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't watch any of E3, to be honest. I've only seen sort of little bits through various... Yeah, I just watched a couple of clips of various game announcements. Yeah. Uh, Like Keanu Reeves and Cyberpunk. Yeah, I did see that. That was pretty cool. (laughs) To be fair. That guy's cool as fuck. As much as I want to be cynical, like, but that is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. but yeah, no, outside of that, I don't think there's anything that caught my attention at E3 particularly. Yeah. Which is odd. Um, from what I understand, I think Xbox fucking trumped. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's games coming out, but they're not coming out until next year, like Doom Eternal. Is that coming out next year or is that this year? I think it's later this year. I think it's towards the arse end of this year. Yeah. There's a couple of other games that are coming up next year that look pretty good. Yeah. But I can't remember what they are now. They must have left like a lasting impression of this year. Yeah. <laughs> really stuck with you yeah exactly um, yeah no uh, yeah, yeah E3 games I've been playing um, Fallout 4 yeah um, still stuck sort of I don't know I'm in like this limbo at the moment where I really can't be asked to play fuck all yeah um, I've got 30 plus games that I've picked up that I haven't played um, since by um, some stuff I've played before like the um, Bioshock Collection. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. I've played that before, but yeah. I picked up because it was dirt cheap. Um, there's various bits and pieces. But they seem like a good idea at the time to buy them, and I'll come to them and play them. Yeah, yeah. I just never did. And one of the things was like Fallout 4. Um, Fallout 4 is where I really lost my love for Fallout. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. The first one I ever played was 3, mm-hmm. and like, I. If, blew me away I yeah, loved yeah. 3 yeah. like unconditionally there was nothing wrong with 3 <laughs> I loved it yeah. um, I think the first playthrough I clocked 130 something hours nice. the second playthrough with all the DLC I did like 170 something hours yeah. so it's probably my most played game yeah. of yeah, all yeah. time um, then New Vegas came out and was a bit yeah I, don't, I never played New Vegas I didn't really dig New Vegas I mean it was alright but it was I don't know not great yeah and four, I was really stoked for, really excited. I was like, yeah, let's get, let's get this bad boy underway. Yeah. But, um... But it's just Fallout 3. Yeah, I kind of... And, like, the way that the story splits up, so you've got the three... Is it three? It's the Institute, the Brotherhood, the Minutemen. Yeah. Is there something else? I can't remember if there's another one. But it, yeah, I think the Railroad as well. Railroad, that's yeah. it. So you've got these four different story arcs that you have to pick one of or yeah. play the game four times or do the magic saving at the right point bollocks yeah, to get yeah. all the endings and stuff and I fucking hate that yeah um, it should be open to like you should just be able to I can see what they're trying to do but at the same time it annoys the shit out of me mm-hmm. um, but I bought the season pass as well in advance for the Xbox and was all like yeah man this 
you know, love Fallout 4 and I didn't and then I got to the point where I didn't even bother finishing half the DLC uh, yeah. and I said like, I should give her another go yeah yeah she so was on sale recently on the Playstation store the season pass on its own is like fucking 40 quid yeah you can buy the game of the year edition for usually for around about 30 quid yeah but they did a Fallout 4 and Skyrim bundle for 20 quid I said like, oh, no nice. for 20 quid I'll yeah, give so. it a crack but I'm just I just not bothered like I'm, I'm yeah. playing it but not really caring I know what you mean I went back to it a while ago to try and get a platinum but I swiftly gave up on that yeah um, I've, I think I'm only a few trophies away like reach level 50 kill 5 giant enemies or whatever and I think there's maybe one or two like story related ones to do yeah I just can't be honest man yeah yeah but yeah outside of that I haven't been playing anything else usually I have a couple of things I dip into on the side yeah yeah but I'm at a point where like I'm really struggling to find anything to play. I need some new blood. The new, yeah, 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 definitely, man. Yeah, other than the Path of Exile, and I, the other day I started Borderlands again. Well, not started. I loaded up my old Borderlands save again. Borderlands Two to get the DLC. Um, I've been playing much really. Other than that, been listening to anything new. Uh, in terms of new stuff, not really. I think I'm a sort of a creature habit at the moment, hmm. um, especially with work I have to sort of accommodate yeah, yeah. the musical choices <laughs> to everybody yeah. and like the lady in the office doesn't like swearing and stuff oh, no way. like she's very anti-swearing yeah um, so it was quite amusing the other day when some real big fish come on the fuck you song <laughs> yeah. it's like fuck living fuck dying fuck <laughs> this fuck <laughs> that fuck 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 but mostly fuck you yeah. but it was on shuffle so like I hadn't picked it yeah, it wasn't yeah. an intentional it choice came on, yeah but yeah, she came out of the office and stopped. I was like, I thought we had an agreement about no swearing. So I didn't make that agreement because yeah. otherwise it'd mean I'd never play anything. Because <laughs> yeah. the vast majority yeah, of stuff. Exclusively listen yeah. to music. Or it was suggested to me that I should cut down songs that had swearing in, yeah. which I've tried to do, <laughs> but to completely cut it out, that's madness. Yeah. You bring me the contract I signed to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sure was the fucking agreement I made? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've uh, been listening to some stuff. There's some gigs coming up, so like I've been listening to a lot of that stuff. Like I've been back listening to Melt Banana. Nice. Um, I haven't listened to them in ages. It just came up though. Melt Banana playing Bristol. I was like, yeah. fuck, man, Melt Banana. I haven't listened to yeah. them in years. I was gutted when I missed them in Cardiff, so I'm so. Uh, I was going to say, they played like last year, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked to see them again. See them now. Um, off of their heads, got a new album coming out and they're touring, so I picked up tickets for that. I did make a bit of a balls up on the tickets front as well. Yeah. Um, a band called Hardskin I spoke about on an older episode of Play in Bristol and I was like fuck yeah I'm going to that like yeah. a proper skinhead show I was yeah. like cool bought tickets then Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers announced the tour and I was like yeah cool buy tickets for Bristol as well yeah. it's on the same night ooh <laughs> ooh that's right so Sarah's going to come to Hardskin yeah but she also wants to go to Devouring yeah. Mothers right so depending on who's because it's like a co-headliner with the dude from My Chemical Romance Frankie Yero and something or other right okay and not yeah I don't know yeah, the, yeah. The, listen to some of the stuff it's alright Bristol I'll read my cup of tea yeah so depending on who's headlining at Bristol mm. I can maybe drop I've had a look it's like an 8 minute walk from the <laughs> venues nice. so it's like yeah if we power walk we can cut that down to yeah. maybe 5 minutes yeah, yeah. and depending on what the support's like for hard skin I mean, the doors open later hard skin. I'm trying to do the math, and I'm all like, well, maybe I can go catch Lord Jane Grace and hard skin in the yeah, same yeah. night. 
But yeah, good luck, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have to miss one. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, especially yeah, I should check before I bought tickets. <laughs> <my> mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to gigs lined up. I've been. I saw like an article. I think it was on Twitter the other day. An article about offensive band names. Right. I think like, oh, I'll probably check some of these out. I'll check, you know, have a look at this. And obviously, I checked out the sort of standard ones. They put Pig Destroyer in as an offensive band name. I wouldn't say that's offensive. Not necessarily offensive. Yeah. I mean, depends where the other band names in this article are in terms of. Well, I checked out two bands from the list because I thought I, I, I some of these I haven't heard of, you know, or some of these I have heard of. I've been to check out, but I haven't yet. So I checked out Shit Eater. They're pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good old school death metal. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, nice. and Pissgrave Pissgrave yeah they're pretty yeah. good and on the back of that there's another band they've been meaning to check out for a while and I did check out and I fucking love them now a band called Ringworm is this the one you put on your Instagram stories bit yeah, yeah, yeah I checked that out man that was Very bad that's fuck yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I was going to listen to some more of that but I didn't because I'm terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've been listening to a shitload of Ringworm man they're so good cool I'll check them out uh, what else and I've been check. I checked out the I mean I You've no interest in this, I've no, no doubt. But the lead singer of Golgoroth, uh, Gal, he uh, left Golgoroth a while ago and he released a new album called Gal's Word uh, the other day. And that's really fucking good. Anyone listening to the black metal, check that one out. More black metal y stuff? Yeah, yeah. Not like a spoken word of lost poetry or anything. No, that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, other than that, nothing on the music front. Reading anything decent? I've started reading the Sisters Brothers. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good so far. I'm only about halfway through it. Yeah, I didn't mind Sisters Brothers. Um, mm. It's one that I did uh, when I did my Joe Lansdale sort of dive into. Yeah. I was like, okay, what are the Western stuffs really good? Because yeah, this yeah. Gothic Western literature, whatever right. you want to fucking call it, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Lansdale stuff, I love it. So mm. I was like, okay, where else is yeah, in yeah, this type of, of stuff genre, that's good? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's one of the ones that got recommended to me he was like oh you should check out Sisters Brothers yeah and it was alright it wasn't Lansdale yeah no it's it's good it's, I mean I'm enjoying it so far yeah I mean depending on how it ends it may change my opinion so. <laughs> by the time so, we finished yeah. exactly uh, no I started Satanic Bible and I haven't touched it since I started it oh, really? I took it to bloody work yeah um, and I was like alright I'll put it in my toolbox out the way so it doesn't get covered in shit because sometimes yeah. the workshop's fucking dirty because we're yeah. grinding and cutting or whatever yeah. and then I went on site and it's been sat in work for like the last two weeks because I just keep forgetting to take it home. Yeah, yeah. It's a sign from Satan himself. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, a true Satanist. Yeah. Um, but then I started reading The Girl Next Door by Jack Ketchum and I'm literally like first 20 pages in so it's not that happening oh, right, yet. Okay. Yeah. But the other stuff I've read by him is pretty fucking gruesome and brutal. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, he's like horror writer. Yeah. Off season, I think, was the first bit I read by him and then the sequel is off spring right um, off season is your typical there's some people go stay in a cabin in the woods and yeah. some what do you call it fucking if I want to say gaggle of cannibals but that's not right tribe of cannibals that like live in the fucking tribe is the word you're looking for <laughs> I don't know I'm not totally sure it's what, collective what do you call it collective yeah, exactly <laughs> Um, a family of cannibals yeah. they, I believe they're family but it's that typical like inbred fucking living in the mountains for years coming to feast on the local cuisine every now and again in the summertime when they come in right um, it's really gory really gross yeah um, I enjoyed that I enjoyed the sequel which is Offspring where it goes back to 
there's somebody trying to track him down and all the rest of it. Yeah. It was good. Um, I've been meaning to check out some of his other stuff, but like he passed away two years ago, I think it was, and it was oh, like yeah. I completely forgot about it until it came up as like a reminder. And I was like, oh yeah, sure, it's gonna be more by that guy. Yeah. So yeah, I picked up the other one, the the, the girl, the, the that one I just said that I can't think of the name. Girl of. next door. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> with titles starting with the girl, there's so many like the girl with all the gifts. Oh, that's the it. Girl on the like, train. Which one of my fucking um, reading? Which one of these girls is it that this book's about? In my defence, I have only 20 pictures in, so oh, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had time to yeah, invest yet. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. engrossed. <laughs> uh, Films-wise, you watched anything else recently outside of Hellraiser? Uh, no, we've just been watching Mad Men. Like, binge-watching Mad Men, so we're on season six now. Have you seen it? No. Uh, it's worth checking out. Yeah, the lad in work keeps going on about it, and as much as I, like value his opinion right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah there's just so much of it yeah um, that's the thing with like these deep sort of deep dives into like many seasoned TV shows well, I say what it's it is quite it's a large investment seven or eight seven seasons seven right, yeah. seasons isn't seven split into two as well so it's like part I have no one, idea I'm not two. that far in there um I've heard nothing but good things about it but at the same yeah. time more like how can it be really good if it's just about marketing yeah, I know what you mean. The premise is like, yeah. it seems quite thin on the outset, but it's worth, it's worth a dive, like. Oh, definitely. It's on Netflix, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Gander. He has offered to bring in his fancy box set oh, to yeah. show it to me, and I'm just like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, it's on Netflix, man, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's there, it's ready. <laughs> yeah. But after that, I think we're going to deep, uh, I think we're going to go and watch um, Good Omens. Oh yeah, on Amazon because I've heard nothing but good things about that. <laughs> Have you seen about the petition that was started? Okay, cancelled from Netflix. <laughs> from Netflix is not even fucking <laughs> yeah, hosted on Netflix. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Genius. Come on, you fucking weirdos. If you're gonna try and petition to get something fucking axed, at least like petition to the right people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you see Amazon's reply as well? Um, no, I don't. I've seen Amazon that. tweeted out a reply saying, "Oh, Netflix." Um, <laughs> something along the lines of, "Yeah, if you want to cancel Good Omens." We'll cancel Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, no, people fucking strange. Um, Films-wise, I've been going on a massive fucking binge because, like I said, I got several days off, so I'm trying yeah, to make yeah. a dent in my stack of stuff to watch. Yeah. All of which I'll include in some sort of Instagram story thing just for something to post. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I watched some fucking guff. I've watched yeah. some good stuff. I've managed to knock out these three Hellraiser movies. Yeah. Um, Although the three Hellraiser films have been in the last what, twelve hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was literally like yesterday. I watched a two sleep right fuck. Take the boy to the party. Come back. Watch Dead. Come yeah. down here. Record. Um. But yeah, there was one. It was I watched last night. That was fucking grim. Mm-hmm. Um. It's one of 88 films releases from the Italian collection. Yeah. And it's called The Night Train Murders. Okay. And, like, it just... It's so fucking weird. Um, for anybody that wants to watch something really fucking grim, there's these two girls that are looking to go home for Christmas. So I was like, oh, cool, it's like a Christmas slasher. I'll yeah. put it on Christmas every year. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> there's these two girls that want to go home for Christmas, and they get on this train... And they go in from, I don't know, like Germany to Italy or something. Right. And um, the train is really full and they end up like stopping to do passport checks and whatever. And this train's going to be delayed for some reason. So they jump on a different train. Yeah. But this train's like minimal um, effort 
it's like a budget train so it's like the middle of the night and they haven't even got the lights on in the cabins yeah yeah but it's so fucking weird because like there's this these two dudes that are clearly fucking assholes that are going around being complete dicks they're on the train and yeah. then they find these two girls and they're hitting on them yeah the one guy starts the best way I could describe her is like sexually harassing this woman who's like apparently not into it and then is totally into it okay. and they start fucking in the toilet yeah they swap trains so this fancy woman that was not into sexual harassment but is now totally into sexual harassment is now tagging along with these two assholes okay. onto the budget train yeah. where they happen to go into the same cabin as these two girls going home right. and then all chaos ensues so like they end up like raping and attacking these women in the cabin oh, shit. and this woman though like was n- no to sexual assault they're all of a sudden is pro-sexual assault is yeah. now pro-sexual assault in other women oh, for sure. um it is fucking weird mm. and dark and horrible and yeah. yeah. Not one to. I was just like, yeah, this is definitely not a Christmas slasher movie. <laughs> yeah. um, if you've seen Last House on the Left, it's very Last House on the Lefty. Um, okay. Yeah. That was, that was a bit of a shocker last night. <laughs> oh, just promise, slasher, this yeah, Italian yeah. slasher movie, yeah. and it was just well, like it's, it's about Christmas. It's about to be nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Christmas and murder. Yeah, exactly. What more could you want? <laughs> I what think that. for you, Osman. Uh, what else was it? There was a couple I watched that were all right. Again, eighty-eight film stuff. I got a massive stack. There's a story up on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Of all the stuff I got to watch, so check it out and tell me what to watch because I love it when people tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> why do you ask that? <laughs> exactly. I'm, you know, I'm trying to interact with people the in the best possible way. I said, oh, you should watch this. I totally fancy it, but thanks for the effort. Yeah. I'll totally watch that and then never do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Story of my life. I'll yeah. totally do those things. Check out that stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, never do. <laughs> um, yeah, another. I watched the 88 films. I've got like a slasher collection. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I've talked about it before. I picked up a couple of those because. There's been a couple in there that have been like really good that I've sort of never heard of, missed mm. out on, and really enjoyed. Yeah. And there's been one or two that I've watched and just been like, <laughs> that was a waste of time. <laughs> um, yeah. But I can appreciate what they're doing, putting stuff out. The one I watched the other night was Hide and Go Shriek. Okay. Which sounds terrible. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the premise isn't much better. Okay. Um, this kid's dad owns a furniture shop. And him and all his friends decide they're going to have an all-night party in the furniture shops. So they lock themselves in right. after it gets shut down. Yeah, yeah. Except there's somebody else in the furniture shop. And obviously, why would they not be? Starting to pick them <laughs> off one by one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but no, it was, it was good. It was... Obviously, it falls under a lot of, like, the slasher tropes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's got various bits and pieces that are, like, awfully cliched. Mm. But actually, the like story and the killer and the twists and all that it was really it was good. It was different. It was interesting. Okay, and it's worth checking out that one. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> 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 moving on. Oh, yeah, moving on. <laughs> so, should we talk about Hellraiser Six, Hellseeker? You better add because people are itching to see what I we think. Bet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Hellseeker released in two thousand and two, directed by Rick Bota, um, with effects and makeup done by Dari. Uh, Dari. Dari. Gary Tannercliffe, who directed 9 and 10. I think he wrote them as well, but I'll have to double check that. But we're not talking about them this episode, so why am I fucking So wait until next week, folks. Exactly. So this one was the second Hellraiser film to go direct to video. Or would have been direct to DVD then. 
I think it's still video. Yeah. What is this? Early 2000s? Video was still a thing in 2000. I guess, yeah. DVD was like relatively new. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they had like video and DVD. Yeah. Well, I I, I assume they didn't have the budget for that, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Starring uh, Dean Winters as Trevor. Uh, Dean Winters, you might know him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. As he plays the vulture in that. Uh, I can't think about what else he's been in. I'm pretty sure he's in Sons of Anarchy as well for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I think. I can't remember. It's one of them. Mm. Is he not out of the shield as well, is he? Uh, Maybe not. I don't know. We could could name TV shows he might be in all day. He's in stuff. He might be in Star Trek. Everybody's been in Star Trek. (laughs) Um, Ashley Lawrence, who is returning from the first two films as Kirsty. And obviously we got Doug Bradley as Pinhead. So, scores. IMDb. I know I've sent you notes, you already know this. Yeah. So I'll pick me asking his guess. <laughs> he gets a 5.1 on IMDb. Not too bad. Could be worse. No, considering how some of the other Hellraiser movies pan out, I'd be interested to see what Deirdre is. Like, I've got the notes in front of me at the moment for... Yeah. Uh, Hellseeker so I know that so I won't check the score for ah, okay, cool. Deader sweet and on Rotten Tomatoes it's a 0% on the tomato meter but that could just mean they've got no reviews I guess yeah I'm wondering if it's got 0 especially we'll see what the other ones are rated at yeah like if it was a director video thing maybe it wasn't they didn't do reviews for director video stuff like I'm not yeah. a reviewer so I don't know how it works like mainstream reviewers are not going to review everything like the Sun for you know, yeah. newspapers they're yeah. not going to review oh, straight yeah, to video yeah, exactly. stuff yeah exactly entire so. papers worth of reviews if that case though the other two and they were direct video as well they have a tomato rating right so I don't know yeah. maybe it was a it's a yeah later on thing yeah, people possibly, started yeah. dipping into especially like franchises for stuff yeah yeah um, so yeah, t- zero on tomato meter and thirty-three percent audience score. Not too bad. Not too. I think if anything, it might be a bit harsh on the audience score. Yeah. The five point one. Yeah, right. I, I, yeah, I, I can yeah, argue yeah. about a point, couple of yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking points. Thirty-one percent. I mean, this is by no means a great Hellraiser movie. No. But should we do the plot synopsis before we? Yeah, before we get carried away with tearing it apart. Exactly. <laughs> So we have Trevor, who is Kirsty's husband. Um, yeah, they're in the car, they're going somewhere, and they have a bit of an argument. Do they have an argument? My yeah, audio was fucking. My audio was like messed up during the beginning of the film, so I didn't catch any sort of dialogue for the first ten minutes. We see him in the car, and they sort of jibber jabbering, and then the car goes over um, a speed barrier and into a river. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're led to believe everything's okay and fine and hunky-dory and he wakes up in hospital wondering where his wife is. Mm. But as the film unfolds, things are not quite how he remembers it. So I yes. think at the start of the film, he thinks everything's fine yeah. and kosher. Yeah. They crash. He's wondering where his wife is. Everything yeah. starts to unfold. He starts seeing weird shit everywhere. Weird shit. Yeah. Um, flashbacks. There's that detective who is like a Columbo ripoff because it's twice in the film, right? Twice. He starts walking away and he turns around and goes, just one more thing. And that's a Columbo move. I mean, he's totally ripping off Columbo. I'm not overly familiar with Columbo. I've got to be fair. My um, fair, my grandparents just watch it and it is fucking great to be honest. But yeah, that's that's a Columbo move. It's right? a Columbo move. Robin. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but th- th- this was one of the ones where they already had a script of some description in place. Yes, well, I think I mentioned last time we recorded 
all the time before that when we were talking about Hellraiser 5 that they had a bunch of scripts that they just shoehorned Hellraiser into yeah. you know just to keep the franchise going keep the licenses and just get some out there uh, 5 was one of those indeed and this one is as well so it was a completely unrelated to Hellraiser script um, that they just sort of checked a bit of Hellraiser in there elements, yeah. and then called it Hellraiser film. I think you can you can definitely get that feel from it um, mm. yeah I mean because with this one with, and, and again with Inferno and I think the next two as well Deader and um, Hellworld you take out any reference to Hellraiser it's not going to make much of a difference to the plot. Yeah. You know? Like again, this one is a very... I I wouldn't even really call it a horror film. Yeah, it's more of a thriller. Yeah, it's very much more... Same with Inferno. It's in the camp of uh, thriller in as much as this guy's trying to figure out what exactly has gone on. Yeah. And what they've done is... They've, like you said, they've shoehorned in this Hellraiser bit. Mm. I mean, it's not until the very end that we see any... Like violence, like like for a Hellraiser film, it's very tame. Yeah, it's yeah, not until the yeah. last like a big reveal that we yeah. get to see the last close in fifteen minutes or so. We see any blood and guts, any any of this sort of typical Hellraiser elements. Yeah. Um. I was surprised the Kirsty came back. I was like, "Is that her?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, no, that's her. That's definitely her." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by the end of the film, though, it does make sense that she's there, I guess. Yeah, they, the, you can see where they've taken... I think that's why she has such a small role in it. You yeah. can see where they've shoehorned the Hellraiser elements into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they needed her in to fill her in. Yeah. So, yeah, as you were saying, he's married to Kirsty. car crashes. As, this, as all this weird shit's happening and panning out, he's getting flashbacks to mm. these murders. He's getting yeah. flashbacks to various bits and pieces... Which kind of leads us to believe that he's a serial killer. Yeah, everything is pointing to... He's a very shifty guy. He's mm. obviously a piece of shit yeah. doing various I bits mean, and pieces he shouldn't be doing. Dean Winters definitely plays a shifty piece of shit very well. <laughs> yeah, he's good at it. <laughs> yeah. um, we see him go... He's trying to buy something for his wife. We see this scene where he's going to buy... Um, something special for their anniversary yeah. under the pretense that everything's still alright with his wife mm. um, and it's Doug Bradley not as pinhead but as some long haired that's Doug Bradley is it? <laughs> it oh, wow. is Doug I didn't Bradley. even pick up on that <laughs> yeah. um, well I'm sure it is anyway yeah. <laughs> she's don't know for, for sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like Doug Bradley yeah. and sounded like Doug Bradley <laughs> Uh, so I'm pretty sure he was him. Was me thinking you've looked these things up and <laughs> done some nah, research. No, I was just like, oh, that looks like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he goes to. Um, well, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, just go with this Doug Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, and guess the box. Um, which he gives to her as a gift, and tries to get it to open. Um, but obviously she's freaking the fuck out because she knows exactly what the box is mm, yeah um, I mean I think he does as well and he's sort of this is where I think the film shifts a little bit to to lead us to believe that he's not as good a person as yeah he, he's the, the, the whole underlying story is that he's trying to bump her off because she's got money yes um, yeah. he's cheating on her he wants her dead so he can have her money I think by bringing her the box, he's hoping she's going to have like a mental breakdown. 
Um, I'm not sure if he like believes in the box and what it can do. Yeah. Because if you if you believed the box would bring forth the Cenobites, would you be encouraging somebody to open the box? I don't I think. No, no, you'd be fucking <laughs> miles away. <laughs> like, um, so I don't think he's consciously aware. I think he's hoping to like trigger some sort of psychosis in it. Yeah, yeah. Which just adds to the fact that he's a fucking horrible piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as the film unfolds, we see various other reveals. Um, we see him in the car before they crash. Yeah, and this is where we see the argument they have in the beginning of the film. Yeah. Where she is upset. She's confronting him about all the cheating. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we have a reveal before that. Don't we? <laughs> so yes. In a brief sort of summary of the plot, right? He, we, he, after the um, car crash, he's seen a lot of weird shit. A lot of girls come up to him wanting sex. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like, he's not a particularly like, I don't know, handsome dude. Yeah, yeah. He's not like a swamp donkey or anything, but like, <laughs> everybody's trying to fuck him. Yeah, yeah. His boss is trying to fuck him. The girl who lives in the apartment down the street's trying to fuck him. Yeah. He goes to see some woman about some acupuncture. She wants to fuck yeah, him. Yeah. He's getting a lot. It's like, everybody wants yeah. him. And so, yeah. Uh, he's seeing a lot of weird shit about and at the end of the film it turns out that Kirsty had made a pact with uh, Pinhead because Pinhead obviously still wants Kirsty's soul because she evaded him twice so she made a pact with Pinhead to bring in five souls in exchange for hers and one of the souls turns out to be her husband because she found out all the cheating she found out that he wanted to kill her so in the, in the car in the beginning of the film they're arguing about um all the cheating and the plot killer so she kills him the car goes into the water police drag his body out she tells the police that he killed himself and the four people that die the main sort of four people that die elsewhere in the film were killed by Kirsty, as the other four souls for Pinhead and um, the whole film basically has been his version of hell like we see in hell is a five he's just seeing shit all along and he's been in hell and dead all this time yeah so uh, I think it's a bit of a lazy one in it's ripping off Inferno's concept yeah. to a degree yeah definitely um, I think bringing Kirsty back and turning her into a, a baddie of sorts mm. well she's the Julia in the story isn't she yeah essentially, essentially she's bringing bodies to yeah um, I don't know how I'm not overly attached to the Kirsty character, so I don't really care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> like I'm not um, so attached to like turning into a bad person is something that like I'm completely for or against. If you yeah, know what I, mean. I quite enjoyed it to be honest with you. Yeah, like that, that, that whole yeah Kirsty killing people for Bernard. Um, but again, yeah, you can definitely see where it's all shoehorned in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not a bad Hellraiser film, not a lot going on in terms of hellraiser stuff if you're after like a pinhead murdering people. Yeah, this is not a film like Hell. Yeah. He does murder um, the husband, well, I guess his soul, because his body's already been yeah, killed. Yeah, he's by in him. hell, so he's being tortured yeah. in hell. Yeah, yeah, um, with all the pins, all the pins, sorry, the chains Jesus. and hooks and shit like that, that's pretty cool. That's like the last bit right at the end, so you have to sit through it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what did you make of the... Um, effects 
But there are right. the, the bits you see, like I said, there's not a great deal no. of stuff. Um, but what you do see is perfectly serviceable. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks good, spooky. Yeah, definitely. I've got some trivia. Trivia. And for this, ripped directly from IMDb. <laughs> so when they were making it, Dimension Films, the um, publishers, I guess. Yeah. No, the, the distribution company. Distribution, only yeah. the rights of. Yeah, yeah. So Dimension Films, they placed a gag order to the crew and the cast, um, so they couldn't talk about it, to promote it or anything like that. When Fangoria wanted to do a cover story on it, but Ashley Lawrence broke the gag order to speak about the film, claiming that she only she'd only been paid enough to make paid enough money to make a payment towards a new refrigerator. No, you don't buy like a new <laughs> fridge, just a payment towards yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fucking mad. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I can't imagine it had a massive budget, but I mean, you think it'd be enough to pay the actors a decent wage, like? Again, but she's not in a great deal either. I think there's a toss-up between who gets more screen time between her and Pinhead. Like, neither of yeah, them are particularly yeah. in there a great deal. Yeah. Outside of the opening two, three minutes before the car crash, mm. Kirsty's not in it then until the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, same with Pinhead. Pinhead's in it from various bits and pieces, little bits. Yeah. There's a bit where he's talking to Kirsty. So she's not in there a great deal. Um, so... I'm not saying that's a reason to not give her any fucking money, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, <clears throat> give her a bit more than that. Though, yeah, um, uh, just to get her back, like there's got to be, she's got to hold some sway over, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want the real Kirsty back, pay the real Kirsty. Exactly. Some money. I mean, she she did a good job in the first two films. I can't think of anything she's been in though. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm not sure off the top of my head. So I think she like this is her most well known work. Yeah. So, I mean, she's obviously a sort of one of the stars of the franchise, I guess. And stars in quotation marks. And I think the thing is, as well, of keeping herself associated with the franchise, because obviously at this point, nobody knows where the rest of it's going to go yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, you would assume the next Hellraiser film, she's going to be in it. Mm, yeah. Do you know, they've, they've brought the back for this, so she'll be in the next one if this one does all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a bad Hellraiser movie. I think it is. it suffers from just being lazy in as much as using the same concept as Inferno yeah um, I mean I guess that well, one of the scripts they dug out for the hell, next Hellraiser like oh this will do they didn't really think about the fact that Hellraiser Inferno had already done it yeah I think that's one of the things that I've started to notice with this franchise as well I was thinking about like oh, what horror franchise really suffers the most yeah and like I think I changed my mind a bit I always used to think it was Halloween okay because you've got the first Halloween is like iconic slasher yeah. yeah gave opened the doors for loads of stuff yeah, yeah. Um, and it's fucking great and yeah. the sequel is good mm. Halloween 2 yeah. is fab I fucking like Halloween 2 yeah 3 they tried to go off on a different thing with um, but the, the idea was always there would be a Halloween film every year and yeah. it would be based off a different subject so yeah. that's why it's not fucking Michael Myers it's, yeah. it's Halloween yeah um, and same with Halloween 3 is Season of the Witch rather than fucking spooky shamrock masks yeah. um, but then they bring him back he sort of reclaims the the franchise and Halloween is Michael Myers it, yeah, there's yeah. no way around it yeah. the shape um, you've got like 4, 5 and so on and so forth and they each get a bit more 
guff as they go along. Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame because they started off so strong. Mm. But I think the Hellraiser franchise in particular, it's it's really had a fucking beating. Like yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's like the studio involved in it has just. Oh, that'll do. You know, there's no sort of um, no love creative effort put into these films at all. Late, like after sort of Hellraiser two, I'd say. I think three still had a. There was, despite the fact that three is definitely a film of this time. Yeah. Um, and has its shortcomings. Mm. It was after. It's definitely after three. You could see they've started to sort of drift away. The Give license the they wanted to keep. I think yeah, that's exactly. part of the reason why we see so little of Doug Bradley is because. Yeah money yeah yeah totally they haven't got the budget for it yeah they don't want to spend it so yeah. look it's two days filming we'll give you X amount yeah so yeah fuck it why not um, and there's three films like where they've just gone oh we'll, we'll just put Hellraiser into these scripts I mean you can't expect a good film from that I think that becomes clear as we go through this list now especially yeah. with the next one yeah um, sitting down and watching if they hadn't been Hellraiser films, mm. Hellseeker and Hellworld, both of those films, yeah. under their own banner, yeah. whatever you want to call it, they would be fine yeah. films. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't think adding Hellraiser to them, outside of trying to bring an audience to a potential script, they benefited from anything. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, it's all right. I mean, if you're going to do that to a franchise, just let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. It's this whole um, trying to just keep hold of it. I mean... Yeah. Just pumping out shit. Just pumping out... To direct a video. It's not going to sell that well, so you're not going to make any money from it. It's not doing the franchise any favours either. Yeah. yeah when no. somebody goes to check out a Hellraiser movie, if they check out anything outside of the first... I'm going to say first four. Yeah, yeah. First five. Okay, yeah. If the first one you come to was this, yeah, you wouldn't check out another Hellraiser movie. I'd argue the five as well, to be honest. I've always enjoyed it. If it, that was my entry point into Hellraiser, I don't think I would have enjoyed it that much. Uh, yeah, uh, I think for me, Inferno works well with what it's trying to do, stepping away from the franchise. So I've got a bit of a soft spot for five. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, okay, we'll we'll go one, two, three, and four because they're still essentially Cenobite-driven yeah. yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah. I refuse to just say Pinhead, but they are Cenobite <laughs> driven movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything after that, and bearing in mind we've got, what was it? Hellseeker, Deader, Hellworld, Hell Judgment. Well, Revelations, then Judgment. Revelations, and Judgment. So we've got another five, five films. To dive into any of those before the others, bearing in mind uh, we haven't watched the last two yet. Yeah. If you were to dive into any of those three, fucking hell. <laughs> if you were to watch Hellseeker, Deader, or Hellworld as your first entry into the Hellraiser franchise, I think more than anything else, you would be confused as to what the fuck Hellraiser is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like they don't tie up very well. Yeah. Um, despite trying to like loop things together. Um. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, they don't really tie up at all. I mean, they they try to. Di- Try to dip into some of the the law, almost. I mean, especially with Hell World, Hell she doesn't do so much. I guess. Well, it does in the fact that Kirsty's in it, but they are like tangentially, tangentially linked to Hellraiser. 
Okay. Yeah, it's all loose threads that are just trying to bind everything together. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> so apparently, series creator Clive Barker viewed a work in print of um, Hellseeker, and according to the director, Rick Boulder, um he said he liked it, but he suggested he took more grotesque imagery. Did you see much grotesque imagery in Hellseeker? No, it's not, like I said, it's not until the very end yeah. that we see any really grotesque imagery. I'm, I've got to be honest, I'm surprised Clive Barker turned around and said he yeah, liked it. Yeah, I know, yeah, um, Again, whether this is, it ties more up with his vision of the Hellraiser franchise, where it's it's all about the idea of hell rather than the Cenobites taking centre stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe. Uh, so, Hellraiser Dead, released in 2005. Again, directed by Rick Bota. And again, effects makeup done by Gary Tunnicliffe. And again, direct video, obviously. <laughs> um, this one stars Carrie Wuha. Were her? W U H E R. Oh yeah, so I yeah. don't know. I'm probably pronouncing that well. <laughs> as Amy Klein, uh, Paul Reese as Winter Lamachant, and obviously Doug Bradley as Pinhead. Now the IMDb scores. What do you think Dada got? Dada's got to be right down there. I'm gonna say yeah. three point two. Four point six. Fuck. I know. No way. Yeah. This is fucking guff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's like even after everything else. I've watched and I've watched some absolute game. <laughs> yeah. this is still like right down there I mean in the terms of the bad fran- bad Hellraiser films at least they made sense yeah you know I, what I, mean? I was wondering if it was just me because like I might have been like Hellraiser out because like you said I've smashed out the three in like yeah, a yeah. very short window of time yeah. and whether this well whether this is definitely the weaker of the three that we yeah, watched yeah. Um, but whether that was why I was switching off from it or not I'm yeah. not sure but well, it Dead was, is the last one you watched, isn't it? Yeah. Of the three, and I, this Dead is the first one I watched of the three, right. and I'd say it was the worst one. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just a fucking mess. Mm. If any of these films, later films, where they've had scripts and then shoehorned Hellraiser in, yeah, are a prime example of that, it's this. Oh yeah. yeah. This is so much of a fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of it doesn't make any sense at all. No, it's I, not explained I, either. No, that's it. I just thought like, hang on, have I missed something? Yeah, I thought I might have just been stupid. Yeah, yeah. should I rewind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This? Um, but yeah, no, there's there's a lot of this that just I don't know. It really is like messy. Even the way it's shot, like a lot of the camera stuff is like, fuck. What yeah, is he I doing? Yeah, like the they're weird like, camera. Yeah, the, like when they're watching the video in the beginning of the film, and it, yeah. it cuts back to the main protagonist, and just like there's like a close up of it, not doing anything. It does like a, like a focus zoom into yeah. her while she's watching the video. Then like it's like a shaky hand cam, which then like switches back to the TV, then back to her where it focuses out yeah. and like. But she's not doing anything. She's just sitting there smoking a flag <laughs> watching the fucking footage. So what are you doing? Like just just cut to watching it, or like pan back yeah. to catch her like smoking yeah. a flag watching it, or just keep her on the video because yeah. she wasn't doing anything. She's just sat there watching. We know she's watching the video. <laughs> We're following the story so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the tomato meter. What do you think we got in the tomato meter? Oh, I'm thrown now because I was sure he was going to do shit. Yeah. 13%. A little higher, 17%. What? What did uh, Hellseeker get? Zero on the tomato meter. What about on the audience score? Audience oh, sorry, we haven't done the audience yeah, score yeah, there, yeah. right? Okay. Wow, that's mad. Yeah, yeah. So, Hellseeker had a 33% on the audience score. What do you think Dada got? 
Oh, it deserves like a 12. <laughs> if that. There you go, 26. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Madness. Only <laughs> you fucking dead of fanboys out there. Yeah. You're wrong. Well, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're so fucking wrong. Demonstrably wrong. wrong. <laughs> it's not a question of like, down to individual yeah, opinion. Taste. Yeah, no. yeah it's wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. Um, yes, no. Well, yeah, what's the, what's so, the premise of this one? Right, so we have Amy Klein. She's a reporter, an investigative reporter. She wakes up in a crack house one day. And then we learn that she's done story on how to be a crack whore, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> it's a good start. Yeah, yeah. We're starting off low and dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crack whores, okay. And it turns out that she's working on a second story about crack whores, apparently. But her boss calls her into his room and says, I've got this videotape, you need to check this out. And so she does. Um, and it features some people, well, a cult, essentially. So this is where, like, I was like, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm getting at this. At this point, I thought this could be a good premise. A cult around yeah. the, the Hellraiser Hell mythos. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, yeah okay, I'm, I'm invested. So they call themselves the Deaders. Title drop. Yeah, they call themselves the Deaders because they kill each other and bring each other back to life. Or this one guy does, who we later learn is named Winter Lamouchant. Which is clearly Shoe fucking shoe. Yeah. <laughs> How can we like get this to be Hellraiser related? Oh, let's have this being as a descendant of Marchant. Yeah. Now Marchant's the box maker. Yes. Yeah. So if we're going in line with the timeline, and yeah. bear in mind we should never question the science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winter Marchant has got a son somewhere that goes and does the magic in space. Well, the space thing was set in twenty one twenty six, I think. Yeah. So we've got a good, like, hundred years before. But if he's the descendant of Marchant and this guy is then the grandson, great-great-grandson Do you think of... this guy is the son, the little kid, in four? Maybe. That'd be an interesting way of tying it up. He's so traumatised and he's witnessed all these things that he's all of a sudden, like, becoming this... Yeah. Cult leader. That would have been an interesting thing to throw yeah, in it. Yeah, they no. don't even do that. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure that kid's name's not Winter and Father. I think it only becomes apparent that he's a relative like when Pinhead turns up later yeah, yeah. and goes, Oh, oh by the way, you, this guy's your, your, your great granddad was a toy maker. Yeah. He made the box. Yeah. Great granddad. Fucking hell. That doesn't work, does it? Is it great or great great? I don't know. It was a long time ago, granddad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you quoted from the film and I was like, ah, oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> they got sides wrong again. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, so where were we? So yeah, she's they, they watch this videotape of these dead as they kill a woman, she comes back to life. So you she know, they, was, they make her commit suicide. That's right. There's yeah, yeah. this whole thing about um, she's not the body that she's in, she's not the skin, she's yeah. not the bones, the flesh, I'm the blood. I'm not real or whatever. Um, not of this world kind of thing yeah, yeah. and they place a loaded gun in her hand and she commits suicide yeah. which is like okay wow cult fucking I'm yeah. still invested at this point yeah, yeah. then he does this weird thing where he comes up and starts like sucking out yeah that's breath. what I remember yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit of necromancy yeah. not really yeah, not necromancy for me. or necrophilia <laughs> necrophilia sorry <laughs> <laughs> not really into this it kind of is necro- it's kind of a combination of both yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. <laughs> Get into semantics, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Never question the science. Yeah. Well, the magic in this case. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And somehow she comes back alive. Yeah. Um, Do they really explain how that 
happens because she blows her fucking brains out like something to do with like the veil between this world and hell and, and right I don't think it's really explained properly obviously because someone got a fucking clue on it yeah they could, this, there's definitely something to do with them being already owned because right, okay. I think as in the their end, soul, souls comes, belong to yeah, to collect yeah, yeah. he's there to collect oh okay right. okay that kind of makes a bit of sense I guess I might be making that up I don't know for sure them open the box that's the other thing there's like what's going on with the box the yeah. box has always been like the key fucking well do they I, th- I think they might open the box actually because the um, getting back to the story the reporter goes to Romania to look for one of the girls in the tape I believe he she figures out where she, this girl lives goes to the apartment this girl's dead she has the box and there's a videotape she goes back to the reporter Amy goes back to where she's staying watches the videotape and it's this girl alive saying please help us um, I think it's at that point she explains that Winter makes them open the box right and then they commit suicide and then they come back as dead as I think okay. I think I mean right, it's, it might be. it's quite sort of poorly laid out yeah and then again never question the science but surely if they open the box they get taken they get taken away. yeah yeah so uh, yeah, we'll we'll go with that. That's uh, well, we'll they've just changed it up a bit. We can roll with that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, from there, it's um, she gets the reporter gets a bit more information on these deaders. She goes to this train car. See now, this I'm still totally invested at this point because you've got the girl. She's essentially, I think, committed suicide because she's got like a noose around her neck. Yeah, she yeah, sat yeah. on the toilet, like, right, leaning forward, yeah, yeah. choked herself to death. Yeah. She's in this room stinking because nobody's checked on yeah. her. I'm all like, okay, this is dark, yeah. dirty. Yeah, yeah. It's the visual you expect from Hellraiser, yeah. yeah. We go down, the reporters going on the train. We go on the train, there's people fucking shagging. What, like, what is up with this train car? I, mean, I do, have no idea what's going on. I mean, surely the Transport Authority hasn't <laughs> yeah. sort of, hasn't given them the right to do that. They've, essentially, this gang of punks, I guess. Yeah, like it's like a couple of of like, yeah. Um, um, they've taken over this train car, there's like, shit all over the walls there's literally fucking hundreds of people in there graffiti them, over the walls yeah, half them naked music blasting they're literally fucking taking drugs yeah. fucking tattooing yeah all kinds of like naughty shit and it's all led by this guy that kind of looks like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> yeah he does a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but at this point I'm still invested I'm still all like yes yeah. we've got this dirty grubby train the underground the, yeah. the underground kink scene yeah, yeah. um that she's investigating tie up with a box okay cool and then it's after this it really lost me yeah I mean another thing to point out about the train car because from that explanation it could just be like an abandoned train car this is a train car attached to a working train that commuters get onto every day (laughs) and it's just at the back end of this train so it's like common it's track, if, like if you're a local forward. like yeah you know not to get on the last two carts unless yeah. you want a tattoo yeah <laughs> who does that anyway, yeah sorry <laughs> they're salty about this whole train concept yeah with my cool last train full of half yeah. naked chicks I didn't, that lighten up my cage. commute yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck with all the rest of these fucking gloomy spots right <laughs> anyway um so yeah, the train car. She's on there. She learns the location of the deaders. And she then gets out the train car. She sees Winter. Now, she's only seen him at this point on the videotape. Yeah. And anyway, she, she goes along life. She's 
she sees this shit, sees this guy, and she sees weird shit, as you do in a later Hellraiser film, I guess. Um, and shit, what happens next? She sees him like throw himself on the train, yeah, so she yeah, calls yeah. like from the stop. Yeah. The trains, they can't find a body. Mm. She sees him getting on a train then, and like everything, she's fucking loopy. Yeah. So yeah, and she finds the dead. Is anyway, she goes to the where they're based, gets stuck in a gap in a wall for about five minutes, longer <laughs> than she should have been. Well, this is where I think they try playing the descent into madness thing again because it all mm. starts. You've got to see him jump in front of a train and he's yeah. not really there. Then getting on the train, but nobody else sees him, so they arrest it. I've completely skipped over the bit where she opened the box as well. Yeah, well, this is it. She's the only one to open the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she opens the box. Um, chains come out, pull her towards the box, and she's being warned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets a warning from Pinhead rather than, like, she's tortured and, hell. like, yeah. dragged into hell, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Um, this is where I started losing interest. But yeah, she finds out where they are. She goes to like look at him, look at him. <laughs> she goes to like find them. <laughs> I'm just them. here to look at you. Yeah, you, carry <laughs> yeah, you carry on. I got nothing else yeah, to yeah. do. I'm just gonna watch you for a bit <laughs> and then leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's this weird bit where she starts getting claustrophobic, stuck in between the wall as it gets more narrower and narrower. And somebody stabs her. Yeah, she thinks somebody stabs her, and like, then all of a sudden she like wakes up. Yeah. And, and she's somebody's... just having some weird dream. Yeah. But she's still like in that place. Yeah. And the dude, a dude comes and gets her, leads her to where the rest of the dead are. Um, they're in the middle of one of their rituals. Then Winter leaves. She goes after him, and they speak about some nonsense for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, something about what how it works and how you're not part of yeah this blood and this body and the all thing that is, I was guess. paying attention to this film. I was actually like watching this film, paying attention. I have no fucking idea what they're talking about. No, it is just a fucking mess. I think the concept, uh, the, the 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 potential with all of the with these three in particular, mm. to make a half decent Hellraiser movie out of all of them. Yeah, but they just gloss over it all. It's like this: you've got the cultish elements, you've got the La Marchante elements. Yeah. Um, there's all these things that would, could make a really good Hellraiser movie mm. but all they do is just make this really confused like oh fuck we'll quickly string something together yeah and try and knock something out of the past subtly mention oh by the way this guy is actually a descendant of La Michante yeah and then now it all makes it sense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the film should all make sense yeah yeah um, yeah we see a further descent into madness she does some weird shit where she like wakes up with a knife stuck in her back Yes, yeah, yeah. Was that real? Did she really have a knife stuck in her back? Or was she just pretending that? Yeah, Yeah, no idea. But the British girl that she tries to save in the beginning of the film, later on tells her that she stabbed her in the back. Yeah. It's quite quite interesting, like... Concept. Concept of, like, because she gets stabbed in the back, she struggles to get a knife out, obviously can't reach it, so she uses, like, a cupboard door. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That was Um, it, there's, like, that, that scene... It's got no context to it. Yeah, no. But, but it's actually quite a cool scene because yeah. she was like, she's sleeping, stabbed in the back. Yeah. She wakes up like, oh my God, what the fuck? Blade sticking through her chest. She's like, shit. Yeah. In the bathroom, turning on the tap, trying to wash her hands, trying to figure out how to get this fucking blade out. There's blood going everywhere. There's yeah. like blood all over the floor, blood all over the walls. She's trying to use the cupboard to get the blade out. I'm like, fuck, man. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. But then, there's no relevance. <laughs> it doesn't really seem to tie into anything. Yeah, it's no. just fucking lost. Like, um, 
And there's a couple of cool scenes. Well, I say cool. They're really fucking clumsy scenes where she's trying because she's constantly bleeding out of this wound, and she's not dying from it. Hence, she's a deader apparently. Yeah, because Pinhead turns up and says to her like, "You're one of us. This is why oh, yeah. you feel no pain." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and she's like bleeding everywhere and she goes to she's in public and she's trying to sort of hide the blood by spilling newspapers everywhere <laughs> yes, like, turn into the fucking Benny Hill show for a couple of minutes and then back she's to Hellraiser like standing at the train station waiting for the sexy train to turn up yeah and there's a police officer coming and like she's got bloody footprints everywhere and there's like a pool of blood from where she's been standing somewhere yeah and like the best thing she can think to do is knock over a newspaper yeah. stand bear in mind there's blood on the floor but not on her clothes. Yeah. yeah she's, she's not covered in blood. There's just like, she opens her jacket and there's like some blood on her chest and there's shit tons of blood on the floor. How did it get from her chest to the floor without her being literally red? Covered in it. Yeah. yeah. The amount of blood on the floor. Again, we're questioning the science. Yeah, but, but it's still <laughs> fucking stupid. We need to question this. <laughs> you know I mean? It is just fucking guff. Yeah. Um, it makes no sense. No. The mm. end, and I did not understand at all. No, I mean, I'm pretty much... And I don't know if that's because I'm stupid, or if it's just really poorly handled. Well, I think Pinhead turns up, because, like you just said, she is one of them, Yeah. in terms of a, a, one of Pinhead's like minions, rather than... Because Winter is trying to get her to do the whole suicide thing, Yeah. so we can bring her back yeah, as yeah. a deader. Yeah. But she won't do it. And then Pinhead turns up because she, that's it, she gets the box and she's like, Rrr! and then Pinhead turns up, yeah. does this whole fucking chains and fucking hooks okay. yeah, yeah. into winter. Yeah. And then does chains through the others because they're already his. Yeah. They're the disciples, the other deaders. And then rather than giving her soul to Pinhead, she murders herself. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah, it's like done. It's really fucking odd one. I didn't get in the slightest. But the soul building belongs to him. If she died anyway, surely the soul yeah, just it's already is. Yeah, if it's already. Exactly. Yeah, I I really don't care <laughs> what the fuck is no, going on. Yeah. Um, coincidentally, this is the one that's missing from the set I bought. Yeah, and possibly understandably so because it is the worst one. Um, obviously I watched these the wrong way round so I watched Hellseeker which I thought was alright yeah. and then Hellworld which I actually enjoyed quite a bit mm. um, and then went to this one yeah. so at the moment when I was watching them I was still you know oh man the Hellraiser series gets a lot of flack yeah. but no this one yeah, is it, fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah I've not got much trivia on this one to be honest um, a couple of the drawings or paintings on the edge of the editor's office walls are actual works by Clive Barker which is pretty cool it's kind of cool yeah um, this one was filmed back to back with Hellworld now that's something I saw when you did the sent me over the notes and yeah. I was like but how because Hellworld's much better film yeah yeah. maybe so the attention went on to that one rather than fucking yeah um, right so yeah this one's terrible you know, uh, in summary, <laughs> this one is not worth the time at all. I would wager. Doesn't make sense. This will be on the bottom of both our lists after we've watched the others. Well, we've not watched. Um, I've I'm, I've seen Judgment. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. From what I remember of Judgment, I like Judgment. Yeah. I haven't seen Revelations. No. So that one could uh, could end up at the bottom of the list, but right now, Dead is like right <laughs> at the back. Right yeah. down the bottom. Yeah, exactly. No questions Lost asked. Lost on the garden path, never to be seen again. <laughs> 
I'm glad it's missing out of my collection. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Um, right, not much else to say about Dead, really. No, I mean, I'd argue it's possibly the worst sequel in any franchise ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I give e- that. Even the Leprechaun <laughs> sequels are <laughs> not this fucking shit. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't. I can't think of any other film that like, like, like really takes a like steep drop in like quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Story consistency, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. It's not shot particularly I mean, well. I don't really notice camera angles. Yeah. Or like close up shots and stuff like that. Unless they don't make any fucking sense. Unless it's just fucking horrible. Unless it's horrible, and yeah, exactly. Like, what the Ooh, fuck is what this thing that? doing? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's so much of that yeah. going on here. Yeah. Where it's that whole gorilla camera thing where it's like <laughs> flapping around, like yeah. they're like moving with it and it's like nothing stays focused, nothing's like fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just makes it look fucking terrible. Yeah, like they don't yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right for an effect. Yeah. And maybe they were trying to pull off an effect, but like it just made but, me yeah, think no, like this is fucking really, shit. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a filmmaker. I don't know how to, how to operate the camera, but not like that. I know you don't fucking wobble around all the time. <laughs> yeah. You don't do inexplicable close-ups when nothing's happening. But like not even in focus, like in shot. Yeah. Like they're like, you'll catch half of her face. Like the, the bottom half, and then it'll like come out and it's all of her face, but it's yeah. like a quick pull out. And like, were we meant to think that was somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> somebody else watching the film? You expect it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Subverted my expectations, yeah? Or? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we're not educated enough in the way films maybe, are made. Maybe, that we maybe can't it's appreciate. the best short film in the world. Exactly. Maybe we that's it. it. We just we can't underappreciate. We can't underappreciate. Yeah. We can't underappreciate. <laughs> yeah, massively. <laughs> We can't appreciate the undertones of quality yeah, that are in this the film. Nuances. And the story, we're not smart enough to pick up on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's not because it's complete shit that doesn't make any sense. No, it's because no, we're stupid. because we're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants to explain to us the story, because yeah, we're fucking stupid. Some admiral bastion of humanity wants to contact me and tell me how I'm wrong, then please... <laughs> Don't. Please do. I'd be, in, I'd be interested to see somebody else's explanation yeah. of what this film means. I never want to think about this film ever again, to be honest. <laughs> uh, right. Hellraiser Hellworld. Released in 2005. Directed by Rick Boto again, and again, effects and makeup by Guy Tunnicliffe. Again, direct video. This one is a bit of a star-studded cast. This is, without a doubt, the most star-studded Hellraiser film, I think. Yes, definitely, yeah. So we've got Lance Lance Henriksen as the host. We've got Kerry Payton as Derek. He's from The Walking Dead and Teen Titans Go. He does the voice of Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. He's done shitloads of DC, man. Yeah. Like loads of it. He's in a couple of the Arkham games as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we've got Catherine Winnick as Chelsea, and she's in Vikings, and I'm sure a bunch of other stuff that I can't remember. Yeah, she's Lagatha in Vikings. Yes. She's in Spider-Man. She plays his mum. Which Spider-Man? Uh, Homecoming. She's Peter Parker's... Is this Spider-Man? She's in some superhero movie, I'm sure she is. Yeah, it's not her... She's not Aunt May in Homecoming. What the fuck is she in? She's in some fucking <laughs> superhero movie. I know she is. Yeah. I've no doubt she is, like, I just can't think of what uh, it is. Are you going to look up? Like, yeah. Vikings is 8.6. Fucking hell. What huh? Vikings. I used to watch Vikings. Like, yeah, I've not watched it for a few seasons. I thought it was great. And then there was the one season where Rolo 
and yeah, I forgot his fucking name. Ragnar having the fight. Yeah, I've seen that, and I think I start watching after that. Yeah, it's one yeah. of the worst fucking cut yeah. put together scenes I've ever seen. It's like the same punch thrown twenty <laughs> fucking times yeah. from the same fucking two angles, <laughs> and they just cut, paste, cut, yeah. paste, cut, paste. It's a fuck's sake. Um, Sorry, she's the mum in Dark Tower, not a Marvel film. I knew she was the mum of some fucking kid. Ah, oh, okay. She's the mum in Dark Tower. Right. So yeah, we've got her, anyway. Um, and we've got Henry Cavill as Mike. Superman, Superman is fucking self. Yep. So, what what do you think the IMDb score for this one is? I'm going to go, this is going to be up there a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's close to six. Ooh, 4.3. What? Yeah. Fucking savages. I know. Savages. Well, I'll say that six was a bit ambitious. Well, um, I mean, it scored lower than Dada. That's madness. Like, yeah. that's absolutely Dada's madness. Dada's 4.6, this is 4.3. Um, tomato meter, I think. Critics has got to be down 30-odd percent. 20%. Ooh. Yeah. And audience... Well, that's got to be 30% then. 23? Fuck me. <laughs> People really don't like this one. Yeah. Um, How can you like it less than Dead? I don't understand. Oh, I don't fucking know. Because I actually quite enjoyed this one. Again, it's there's a reasonably sound story here. There is, yeah. I mean, there's a few bits I don't really understand and aren't explained. Like, for example, I mean, the basic premise is there's a... MMO based on the Hellraiser mythos. People are invited to a to a um, house called the Leviathan House by the host Lance Hedrickson. This is provided they can open the box in the game. In the game, yes, which yeah. is one of the things that I was still like, okay, they've opened the box. Yeah, yeah. Whichever way you look at it, the box is open. Mm. Okay, I can yeah. roll with this. Yeah, and the, the the law is there. Yeah. We're still on track. The science is solid. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> um, what I don't understand is where is this game based on is it based on have they been Hellraiser films or are they basing it on the real life events of Hellraiser but why would it be called Hellraiser I don't know it's really weird because yeah. you've got there's when you see there's the thing that frustrated me the most with this is they go on about this this MMO um, but you don't see it anyway. yeah you don't see the MMO at all the, the, it opens with you've got one of the guys that's playing the game, you don't see him playing the game, but you see him digging something, mm. and basically he kills himself. And you see people at his funeral, there is friends that have all been addicted to this MMO. Can I um, point out as well, MMO players don't look like that. Henry Cavill. Oh yeah, I'm a diehard fucking sit there all day playing games, yeah, addicted yeah. to bollocks, fucking nonsense. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're beautiful people playing beautiful games. Um, so yeah, this one kid kills himself. They all like take a break from playing the game. Um, it's like two years after the funeral where Henry Cavill's character comes around to see the Lagatha character. That was fucking terrible <laughs> with names. Um, and tells her about this. If you can unlock the box, you can get an invite to the Leviathan house party mm. and just like that fucking seconds and he's fucking cracked it yeah, yeah. he's just like what are you fucking doing he's like oh yeah here you go use your invite just like it was fucking nothing yeah, yeah. Um, 
We cut to the other people we see at the funeral. They also manage to crack it, take her in turns, because there's no guests on the invite. You've got to have your own invite. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they both crack it again in fucking seconds. Yeah, easily. Get invites. But you see, this is the one time where you see the the, the game. Um, yeah. I was under the impression we'd see a lot more game and like they'd drop into the world or something and they'd be like part of... Mm. Hell world, and you'd see all sorts of really fucked up shit because yeah, you'd be yeah. like in Hell world. Yeah. But it's not that at all. You hardly see the game. Yeah. Um, but when you see them playing it, the the second couple playing it, mm. not a couple, but the second two playing it, um, you do see the box. You see Pinhead. Yeah. The yeah. guy is wearing a Pinhead T-shirt. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously there's there's something there. The, the the idea of Cenobites and Leviathan mm. and the box yeah it's obviously part of like pop culture somehow now it's yeah. like become well, that's like that's kind of the bit I didn't understand is like where does this all come from but and that's not explained at all yeah I think you're just supposed to just roll with it roll, there yeah, is like I took it as like this is the hell's new way of like yeah getting yeah. people and it's like well yeah what better way than like yeah, making a game that's going to draw in thousands of people to play and then have thousands of new souls <laughs> yeah so yeah they all go to this house party um, lots of drinking and debauchery involved Lance Hedrickson takes him into a room pay special attention to these guys as we will find out later why um, shows them all the sort of oddities of the house he's got like a collection of Hellraiser memorabilia uh, takes him into a basement where there's a massive hook on the ceiling and there's like dead things in jars. Yeah, it used to be like a nunnery, yeah, I think yeah, is yeah. the general consensus that a descendant of Lamachon built. Obviously, I mean. <laughs> the, the the place as like a nunnery because that was the fashion back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's all these fetuses in jars because the nuns obviously, you know, mm. catered to abortions and stuff back in the day. A dark elements which you know Hellraiser staples so I'm still on board I'm still interested yeah, I'm still yeah. rolling at this yeah. point so they yeah they get involved in the party there's hundreds of people there uh, it's supposed to be a fucking popular MMO though. yeah that's it there's some really cool fucking elements like to this film where for me again the Hellraiser films are always these dark dirty like yeah, yeah, secret yeah. rutting clubs with all mm. those like kinks going on yeah and this party is like essentially that it's a massive free for all the people that are into the Hellraiser phenomena let's call it Um, so it's a party where they can all get together and get their freak on there's these whole masks with numbers on it yeah and you just go sign a cell phone and it's just a it's like a blank mask with a number on it and you put the mask on and that means they're like you know you're up for a bit of fun and games a bit of slap and tickle Um, it's got four digit number on the mask you get given a mobile phone you call that four digit number you say hey I can watch you dancing over there I like you let's go get dirty and then just have mad wild sex with a stranger in a mask yeah it's like yeah that's cool dirty hellraiser stuff I'm all for that hmm. um, but it doesn't really go anywhere hellraiser outside of that no I mean you see Pinhead throughout the film but as we learn later on there's not actually Pinhead well, yeah. it is, but it's like, should we just be breeze for the story? Yeah, just fucking so lit it. You see each one of these people get killed in violent ways, apart from Chelsea and Jake, I think his name is. Who's the best friend, best friend of, of the, the lad guy who that died at the start. Yeah. 
So yeah, they all get picked off anyway. Um, there's a scene I want to mention towards the end where Lance Fredrickson's trying to stop him from getting out of the house and Chelsea just fucking spin kicks him out of nowhere. <laughs> where did that come from? from? I'm like, yeah. oh, I, I feel really bad for Lance Henriksen. I don't think... I don't know why, like, Hollywood just fucking dropped him, but he's yeah. great. Like, he's yeah, creepy he awesome. as fucking oh, yeah. this. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think I've seen him in anything I don't like him in. Mm. You think he's been in Terminator. Yeah. He's been in several of the Aliens, Aliens films. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Like, this guy's got a solid fucking catalogue behind yeah, him. Yeah, if you look at the work he's been churning out the last couple of years, and they're not interested in him. He's in, like, fucking yeah. Wrong Turn 28, fucking... Nightmare Massacre 17 he's just taking all these little shitty bits and I don't yeah. think it's fucking fair no I not. think Hollywood needs to step up their game and honour yeah. Henriksen in the way Lance he fucking back. deserves yeah. <laughs> yeah give him a fucking decent role yeah he is come, there's a film apparently in production at the moment called Bring Me the Head of Lance Hendrickson nice that's pretty cool yeah Yeah. Um, sorry he, yeah they all get picked off in violent ways obviously being a Hellraiser as well quote unquote Hellraiser film um <laughs> And it turns out that they've been all been dreaming, and they are buried in the back garden by Lance Hedrickson, who turns out to be the guy who killed himself's father, and he wants to take revenge on them for not stopping him from playing the game and getting so addicted and you know killing himself. He's buried them all in the garden. They've got like pipes coming out the ground so they can breathe. Uh, there's a cell phone in in there where he's been speaking to them the whole time, and that's where you planting seeds. Planting seeds, yeah. So. Their deaths were all a figment of their imagination. Or, like, yeah, they all sort of dreamt their deaths, essentially, in this party. But the girl who got her throat ripped out, she actually tore her throat out in the coffin. Yeah, in the... the you've got... What is it? One, two, three, four, five... Sounds about right. Five of them. They all experienced particular deaths. Um, but those deaths tie up to the actual deaths so like you're saying the one girl in her dream state she's strapped in the chair and there's this weird sore thing that comes and like opens up her throat um, but in her panic and nightmare state she's actually clawed her own throat <laughs> she's clawed her own throat out um, you've got the guy that suffers from asthma he ends up having an asthma attack um, yeah so it, the only ones that were breathing at this point were Chelsea and Jake and Lance Hedrickson is talking to them on the cell phones at the end of the film um, he then leaves them Chelsea gets discovered by the police as does Jake and survives and then at the last shot of the film no sorry at the end of the film, Lance Hedrickson is alone in a hotel room. He sees the box in a box of memorabilia, opens the box, Pinhead comes out. And this is the only part of the film that makes it an actual Hellraiser film. Yeah. <laughs> other than the references, obviously. We see Pinhead in other ways in the film, but as it turns out, that wasn't real. So this is the only sort of quote-unquote real Pinhead. Lance Hedrickson d- does get killed in a fucking great way, though. Yeah. I love that kill. And it's Chatterer. He brought him back. this is the thing I'd sort of essentially the script for this if you strip out the Hellraiser things is a pretty interesting script you've got a kid who's addicted to an online game ends up killing himself I don't really know why you kill yourself being addicted to an online game but we'll just roll with it Um, dad's not there because he's busy doing other things 
turns out dad feels guilty as fuck wants revenge on the people that got his son addicted to the game so that his friends playing the game yeah um and so invites him to this house party where he drugs them and then sticks them in the grave yeah um yep yeah, sound premise yeah but then they try and shoehorn again this fucking hellraiser theme into it so it's the party is hellraiser based yeah um the, the game is Hellraiser based this, yeah. this game that you don't even fucking see yeah. the whole premise of the film yeah. is based around them playing this game yeah, yeah. there is non-existent you, it, yeah. you don't fucking see it um, it's all it's part of their fever dream there. it's all part of this Hellraiser thing so they've all just smashed it in and it's not until in the very last like you said the last but one scene yeah. where Lance Henriksen's actually got a box and actually opens it and they actually bring in Pinhead yeah. it's just like yeah, you tried so hard to make it this fucking Hellraiser mm. movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I just say though at this point that this one wasn't one of the scripts that was dug up from the basement of Dimension. Right. This one's actually based on a short story. Alright, okay. Again, they've shoehorned Hellraiser yeah, for a short into story. Yeah, short story. Yeah, yeah. But. So, but I think it works quite well in that whole... It's not a bad Hellraiser linked... It's not a Hellraiser movie. No, no it's not. It's, it's probably a, the least Hellraiser film out of the all of the franchise. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say fucking. Dead oh, maybe dead actually. Yeah, but <laughs> I've fuck. already like taken that, that out of the franchise. Yeah, but I just thought, that. Yeah, I've already um, forgotten about. It. Like this is a pretty sound film, and even like with the shitty like oh they were drugged and they're dreaming the whole thing mm. element, it's still quite a good yeah. uh, slasher e type film, mm. um, paranormal fucking slasher. Yeah. I think like none of the kills are done by Sandabite or Pinhead, um, apart from Lance Hedrickson. And yeah, there the, the, there are kills done oh, by actually, Sandabite. Oh, sorry, Sandabite. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Um, but again, the whole concept of it, like I can appreciate them trying to do something different with it and yeah. having okay, well, it won't be the Sandabites, but we'll have like bringing in the popularity of the Hellraiser franchise, making it real and this thing and like yeah. their own ideas are what has led them to think they've seen Pinhead and stuff I like that I think that's fine yeah. I think that's a good I'm not necessarily a good but like it's an interesting concept yeah it's that fucking hammering it at home there is a Hellraiser movie with Lance Henriksen at the end yeah they're just like well hang on if he's had the box all this fucking time why yeah. is he only opening it now yeah, yeah. why is it got to be at this last minute and it's all yeah. just a tie in with the film yeah um, which yeah I, I think is a bit fucking weak yeah but the whole I got really excited about the idea of this being like an online Hellraiser world where like you go into and you take part and I had visions of like I don't know like a Tron type movie yeah. where like they're in that'd be cool Hell world yeah. and like the amount of fucking stuff they could do with that like the <laughs> yeah. visual aspects of that. they could create this whole fucking thing yeah. blood and guts everywhere tits and dicks everywhere <laughs> it yeah. could be fucking great and instead it's just a fucking like a slasher movie at a house it's yeah. just it's a a standard fucking waster yeah absolute fucking waster but a good one I, I, yeah exactly. I did quite despite enjoy. how much yeah. I'm pissing on it yeah. I enjoyed it I thought it was yeah. a good film um, in terms of like the franchise itself I mean it's not necessary really it's not, it doesn't really add anything to the hell is a franchise at all and like I said it could if you take take out that last scene and then you reference to Hellraiser then it's just another horror film. Yeah. I, and a decent one. It's not like a bad film. I, I think that's say. the problem with these three in particular mm. is that they are decent concepts 
on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they'd been paid a bit more attention, they could have been half decent films on yeah, their own. Yeah, yeah. But because they've tried to like make them Hellraiser films, they've yeah. suffered for it. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't understand who was in charge. There was all like, okay, yeah, we'll call this one Hellworld, and we'll have it based on yeah. this fucking online video game. But yeah. then do nothing with the video game element. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Except surely anybody with an ounce of creativity would go, fuck, man, we could do this. Mm. And like, all right, if they do the box, it pulls them into the game. You see them fucking do the box. Yeah. Pull them into the game. That's it, they're in the game. They're stuck yeah. in hell world. Yeah. Oh my God, what's happened? You've cracked the box. Not mm. you get an invite to a fucking party. Like hell world is actually hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah anything like that. Yeah. Any fucking... And, oh, it could have been a fucking cracking movie. Look at that, we just came up with a better, 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 <laughs> yeah, better plan. Yeah, yeah. Um... um and this is actually the last time that Doug Bradley plays Pinhead. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. I don't know whether he's happy about that at this point. Probably, to be honest, given the guff that he had to work with for the last few years. Yeah, it's got to be quite difficult to be like part of something that really fucking blew up. Yeah. Only to watch it turn to shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, again, um, I, I, my opinion on the Hellraiser franchise has changed as time's gone on. I am now a fan of the yeah. Hellraiser franchise yeah. more so than I was before yeah. um, like I said before I was only really interested in one and two after watching the rest I've got a lot more love for the idea mm. um, I'm really interested in see what they're going to do with this reboot remake fucking nonsense yes. they're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah my my opinion as on the franchise as a whole has changed yeah um, shall we talk rankings yeah throw them out there what we got Dave right. What's, what, where, where are we at right so for me I haven't really thought about this until this very moment so bear with me um, I'm going to go one two I can't remember what I said last time to be honest <laughs> I may have changed I think yours is one two four three five and mine was one two four five three ooh or five four three my five and four is different to yours yes, yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. three is in between your four <laughs> I'm more confused now than I was when I started. <laughs> so I'm going to go one, two, um, four, five, three. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Then I'm going to go eight, six, seven. No, six. Six. Um, Which is dead. Six, dead eight, is seven. Seven's dead. Dead is seven. Yeah. So seven's at the last. Last yeah. one, yeah. I'd probably go one, two, five, four, three. I mean, this is fucking serious. <laughs> <It's laughs> <a laughs> yeah. But okay, let's right, we'll start this over, yeah? And go with Hellraiser. Yeah, let's, get, let's get a list of yeah, one that actually fucking cool. Let's, let's be professional about yeah. this, right? Hellraiser. <laughs> right, okay. So I'm going to go with Hellraiser, which is one. Yeah. Hellbound, which is two. Inferno, which is five. Yeah. Bloodlines, which is four. Hell on Earth, which is three. Yeah. Then I'm going to go probably Hell World. Right. Then Hell Seeker. Yeah. Then Deader. And then Deader. Fucking Dead Last. Right. And I'm going to go with Hellraiser, Hellbound, um, Bloodlines, Hell on Earth. No, Bloodlines, Inferno, Hell on Earth. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm misinterpreting so, so my own opinion. <laughs> right, okay. So, Hellraiser, Hellbound. Then I'm going to go 
Bloodlines, Hell on Earth, Inferno, Hellseeker, Hellworld, Deader. You liked Hellseeker more than Hellworld? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was a toss-up. I think for me, Hellseeker is too much like Inferno. Yeah, I'd agree with you, but I also... I like the fact they bring back Kirsty. I like the fact that yeah. she has a pit thing with Pinhead. I, I like that back and forth. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed that more than I did the interactions with the Cenobites in, in um, Hellworld, to be honest. Yeah, there's, we don't see a lot of the Cenobites in Hellworld. But, yeah. There's barely a Hellworld film. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> well, here we are. These are rankings. How wrong are we? Um, feel free to let us know your own rankings. We may take them into consideration. We may just not give I'm a not fuck. changing them. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> changing mine based off popular opinion. Yeah. No way. Um, yeah, no. If you've seen all these Hellraiser movies, what would you say is your fucking worst? Which is the worst? Like, given popular opinion, like, I've, I've watched a few reviews and, like, listened to some podcasts on these films, and a lot of people fucking hate these films. Yeah. You know, like, literally think they're terrible films. And I was going into these films expecting them to be that bad. I mean, Dead, I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I'm trying to think if I saw Dead before. I'm not sure if I have. I think Inferno was the last one I watched. Yeah. But, like I said before, I think at the time I watched Inferno, I was like there wasn't a gap between yeah. it was I'd gone from one, two, three, four, five yeah, yeah. in close succession so I was still like okay these films are about Pinhead yeah, yeah. these films are about the Cenobites so by the time Inferno come round is doing something different mm. yeah so yeah that's our rankings on the Hellraiser films thus far next week no well I say next week next episode we've got Hellraiser uh, Revelations and Hellraiser Judgment the two Films directed and I believe wrote, but I'm gonna have to check about that. Um, by Gary Tannercliffe, the effects guy, and makeup guy from the last three films we saw. Anything coming up, Griff? You want us to talk about before we? Uh, the, wrap it up? I was just looking at yeah, Revelations was 2011 and Judgment was 2018. Fuck man, that's a big gap between. Yeah. Um, Hellworld was 2005, so there's a fucking yeah gap between that as well. Uh, jibber jabber about stuff 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 um, Arrow video all night there yes by the looks of it we're definitely going yes we are I'm going to pick up tickets next weekend so if anybody else is tagging along or thinking of tagging along um, what we usually do we get a bus up to London so we pot around London for a bit so if you're hanging around London with nothing to do maybe you can show us some stuff as long as it doesn't cost any money. Go for a pint somewhere, I guess. Yeah, go for a beer. Talk about how bad these Hellraiser movies are. Yep. Um, obviously, if you want nothing to do with us, because we're a couple of weirdos, we get that <laughs> as well. <laughs> I'm sure the four people that listened to the last podcast yeah, will be super keen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Smashing. Yeah. Uh, bumper. Bumper. Yeah. <laughs> Remember now we haven't got a pause, yeah? <laughs> social media we do use some of it and you can find us on some of it for example we use instagram and twitter feel free to follow us at groovy ghoulies podcast on instagram or alternatively find us at ghoulies podcast on twitter or if you use facebook just search for groovy ghoulies podcast i guess and there's a page there with not much information on it but we're working on that we're working on that thanks for listening see you again next time